Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. And we are here to do our final Iron Fist cast. Our final single episode Iron Fist yeah, cast. Yeah, to talk about this episode 13 of Iron Fist. Uh, Dragon plays with fire. We are very, very late on getting this cast, you guys. Yeah, oh god. Like it's, three weeks. It's three weeks obscenely later. late, and I'm sorry. So, yeah, we're, we're here. We're here to talk about episode 13. Um, Let's do this. I This did not redeem the series for me. I'm I officially sorry. did not really like season one. Okay. okay. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it. It's just... I I couldn't I couldn't have cared less about the final battle. <laughs> it had that really cool blow up the office scene in it. It did. It did. The blow that up the I office had scene. been looking forward to the entire season. That was cool. That was very cool. And him flying it off a crane using his iron fists seemed cool, but also seemed kind of weird and far fetched. Yeah, uh, like how he exactly aimed the crane to hit there. I don't know. It's anyway, a superhero show, man. You it's can't a superhero look into things show. like that. Yeah, but I do. But I do. you can't. I just I, I expect more from my superhero shows. That's fair. Um. So. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, what what did you think? So this episode, we've got. Um, we start out that Danny and Colleen are on the run from the DEA. Hogarth is trying to help them, and Meacham is returning to his life. Yeah, as a as a, as a businessman, uh, even though Hogarth is like this is fraud on the highest level, he's like, oh, everyone's gonna be fine once I tell them that I was just a it was cryotherapy and gene right. therapy. <laughs> um, <laughs> like in the dumbest, like he's been so smart the rest of the season, but then he comes up with the dumbest thing to try to get back into his regular life. I don't know. It could, I feel like that could have worked. No. It's like, we've made advances in cryotherapy and gene therapy, and that's how I'm fine 15 years after my death. <laughs> 15 years after I died of cancer. Yeah. They, so what he's basically saying is he's going to tell everyone that he was frozen, and they brought him back with new gene therapy to get rid of the cancer. Like Walt Disney. Yeah, like Walt Disney. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that still doesn't sound good. That sounds more more dumb. Dumber, yeah. if oh, you will. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty dumb. Um, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> so, we have... Let's let's talk about the show in general, I guess. This is the last episode. What are your thoughts on an overall Iron Fist It's not show? as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. It's not as good as I expected it to be. Um, Same here. Knowing now that they had really, really tough constraints to work with and really short timetables to work on... Sure. It was good for that but it was not as high quality a netflix show as we've seen it just didn't seem like whoever was making this show had a vision for it the way that the other three shows have had such a strong vision yeah but the other three shows had like forever to work on them Maybe I, I mean yeah maybe they had longer but that that's still I, I'm not going to give them a pass because it was short and I, that maybe that's still the fault of the production company for not planning and scheduling better. right and like um, they should have given it more time if it needed more time I'm not trying to give them a pass on it it's just that like that's why it's bad or, that's that's part of that's why, it's, why bad. it's not as good it's just the writing in general like I don't care about Danny Rand one bit through this whole show I I feel like Danny Rand's arc throughout this season has been 
uh, noticeably slower than other hero arcs throughout their first season. Right. And it's, I really want to say that it's going to be because of his arc doesn't end in the first season of Iron Fist. It's that his arc goes all the way through the Defenders. And like once the Defenders ends, that's his actual first arc. And that, yeah, that I, seems a little bad. It seems it's like a bad, like a bad idea plan. to do that. Well, I just it, it doesn't matter what your arc is. I need a reason to care about you from the top. Yeah, and that's that's all I that's all I really. Also, he's the Iron Fist. Yes, his final battle. His final battle. Is against an old man with a gun. Yep. Who he could probably take out really easily. So it's like John Wick. Wait, who's like John Wick? <laughs> it's, it's nothing like John Wick. No, it's like John Wick. No, he doesn't have a gun. Final battle. Final battle is just him against an old man. Um. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That he could take out really easily. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I don't remember. If you're talking about John Wick 1, I haven't seen it in a while. Okay. I saw John Wick 2 recently. Ah. Um, but generally, John Wick is about one man with a gun killing everyone in his path. That, <laughs> Literally um, everybody. This was Iron Fist without a gun, but I still felt like... Oh, if we had gotten Orson Welles. You're the Iron Fist. Even if he didn't Orson have... Orson Welles? What? Orson Randall. <laughs> yeah, that would have been neat. Uh, and it's, it's, I guess there's still a possibility of Orson Randall showing up at some point. Maybe. Um, it's just that... He has these. He's a master of kung fu. I just felt like he could have had the drop on Harold and taken him out, and it just didn't. There was no part of me that ever thought Harold was going to win that fight. And I mean, that's a problem with a lot of hero shows where you're like, uh, "Oh, it's the last battle sequence. Of course, the hero is going to win." Yeah. Uh, but in this particular episode, it's like a 15 minute long sequence of him like stalking Danny on the rooftop with a gun, and I just feel like the the Iron Fist wouldn't wouldn't would, be that threatened by he, that. He wouldn't stand for that bullshit. He would have just like shimmied up a thing and waited on him and jumped down on him and taken his gun and beaten him up. Like that sounds like what Daredevil would do. Agreed. It sounds like you really want this show to be Daredevil. I just want him to. I wanted it to make any sense. Like the last the, the last fight being against he is the warrior of the hand. The last fight being against Harold Meacham to me made no sense. Yeah. At least if it's Harold Meacham with like an army of hand soldiers, maybe. Uh, but but we've already seen an army of hand soldiers be the yeah, final but fight. We need more. There, there just needed to be more. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. There needed to be more for Danny to go up against. He's it's a kung fu show, and yes, he had a little bit of a fight in the office. It blew up, but it, that was more of a gunfight than anything else, and it was just kind of weird. It feels like this whole show just needed a little more of everything. Like it needed more time to write better. Like it needed more time. <laughs> it, this whole show just seemed like it needs to be better. Uh, yeah. Um, no, just everything needed more. Like we needed more of the good choreography. Like we got in daredevil. Like we wanted good Kung Fu, uh, right. which is, Finn is Jones needed more time to sculpt his form into, you know, a, an iron fist lookalike. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, it's Finn Jones, Looks better than I could look doing those like kung fu poses, but he doesn't look like a kung fu master, you know. Uh, he doesn't look that far off. I don't know. He just kind of looks he doesn't like look like Danny Rand from right? the comics. Danny Rand from the comics is ripped, like stupid ripped. But you know he's a superhero, so sure. Of course he's stupid ripped. And I don't mind him having 
a not stupid rip body. I just didn't, to me, it didn't look like just as I never was impressed by Danny Rand. Now, Things I loved about the series. Colin I really Wing. love Colleen Wing. Colleen Wing's the best. I really like Davos. At the end, Davos is wanting to kill Danny, yep. and I'm kind of on his side. Like I don't. <laughs> that's not. That's not a good thing. Um, and he's I trying to get Joy on his side. Yeah, that's can't, can't pretty, take Joy with you. Pretty bad. Can't take Joy. Now the the real question here is: Madame Gao is facing away from Joy, listening in. Over like overhearing everything, is she with Davos? I think so because I'm still on the Madame Gao is the crane mother bus. Sure, like that's I don't the bus I'm chugging away on. That I don't think Davos would work with her. I think that he would because he's been spurned by by his culture by everybody in Kunlun saying. No, I think the reason he wants him dead is because he wants the Iron Fist for himself. Well, he can't get the Iron Fist for himself. Why not? Because he has to he has to fight the dragon and he's a pussy. I don't think he thinks that. He might not think like that. Like the he day is. that he was going down to the cave himself, he finds Danny already on the ground. I think he was ready to go face the dragon himself. He did that in the comics too, but then he saw how big the dragon was and how scary it was and was like, "Oh god, I can't do this." And right. ran. And maybe that's the, maybe that'll happen, but uh I think he doesn't know that about himself. If that's the case in this world, I don't think he knows that about himself. I think right. he thinks he 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 thinks he deserves to be the Iron Fist. Well, he, he, would he said not, before that he thought it was his birthright. Right, I know it, and he believes that Danny's doing a horrible job, and they need the Iron Fist to protect Kunlun. And so, I think he wants Danny dead so that someone else can be the Iron Fist. It could, <laughs> even be. if it's not him, someone else can. <laughs> Well, he did want to, to at least beat the Iron Fist to show that he was better in the comics. He wanted to take his power, yes, but um, it was more of a of a greed thing than anything. Not so much a, we have to protect Kun Lun. It was a like I want this power. You don't deserve it. I need it. I have to have it. I am the worthy one. Yeah, etc. Yeah, in this so far, I'm not getting the craziness of I'm worthy. I want the power. It's more just like. I mean, Danny, you're you're screwing this all up. Do we really need another Diamondback, though? Like, let's be honest. Another Diamondback? Yeah, Diamondback in Luke Cage. Right. In the second half of the season of of season one of Luke Cage, you tr- like they traded out one of the best villains that they've made, like one of the like Wilson Fisk level villains that they've had in Cottonmouth. They traded him out for this goofy, cartoony, silly. Just outright weird Diamondback mm. guy. I liked Diamondback. I don't think that was the trade-off that we saw in Luke Cage. The trade-off we saw, Cottonmouth is gone, so now his sister takes over. Well, yeah, his sister takes over, but she's there all the time. Right. And growing as a villain, Well, which that's is cool. Thing. I think when he moved out, she moved into his place as the villain. And I think that Diamondback, yes, is a sort of temporary villain for that those last couple episodes to give him someone physical to fight. But, uh, I think that his, uh, Diamondback sister, or I'm sorry, Cottonmouth sister is going to be the ongoing threat cousin. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like Black Mariah is definitely the ongoing threat for season two. It just, it felt like she was building in her own way into becoming a villain, which was cool, which is like, I love her arc. That she eventually becomes a villain, but like a real villain rather than just like a political figure that's an ass. Um, 
but it, it feels like when she killed him and she moved into the void, she didn't fill all of it. And then Diamondback came over and filled the space that she left behind and then tried to fill in more of the of that void. Right. And it just, it didn't fit. It didn't fit right. I don't know. I liked that. I didn't have a problem with that at he all. He was so goofy. He was kind of goofy, but I enjoyed it. It's, it's a little over the top. It, I liked his personality. I liked his sort of just over the top, weird way he pronounced things and <laughs> spoke. He just... Uh, he's the son of a preacher, and he has a sort of like preachery sort of vibe to him. I I liked it. I yeah. liked him. I mean, I liked him at the time. It's just now looking back on it, it was like that was just kind of a weak move. I really wish that I had gotten more cotton mouth. Right. And like I just if, if she hadn't killed him in the with the with the mic stand or whatever it was, um, if she hadn't killed him with that, instead just like beaten him senseless, and then they. They went their separate ways and became like separate opposing villains that right. Luke could try to play one against the other, but still had to take them both down. Like that would have been awesome. That could have been cool. I, I, you know, I did. Lo- I loved Cottonmouth. I loved the uh, the actor who plays him was amazing. Um, but Lee. Uh, who who uh, won an Oscar this year? So yeah. it's like um, maybe maybe they couldn't keep him. Maybe they saw the writing on the wall. They weren't going to have him around forever. Oh, we're going to have to um, pay him way more next season. Let's just yeah. go ahead and kill his character. Um, but regardless, I think that he served his purpose, and I loved his character, But I, and I hated to see him go. I'm not saying any of that is not true. I just uh, I didn't mind where they went with that. I liked where they went with that way more than what they did with Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's fair. So, so to say... Uh, you say, oh, we need another Diamondback? I'm like, yes, please. I'd much rather have a Diamondback. <laughs> I need something to happen. Harold Meacham was an interesting uh, interesting villain. I always hate when the villain is a more cerebral villain, and then the final fight is like a 15-minute long physical battle between the hero and the villain. Yeah. Like, that's kind of dumb. Well, uh, it's the same kind of uh, same kind of argument that people in, uh, or sorry, that people are complaining about in Doctor Strange is that like he's you know the master of magic, but then it comes down to it, and he's still just punchy kicky. Sure, I didn't feel like he was very punchy kicky though. Yeah, I mean, like he's definitely using physicality, but he's also constantly using like passing through other dimensions and. Yeah. All that stuff it's, as well. It's magic along with the physicality. Yeah, yeah. Which is a lot of what the Marvel stuff is. I mean, the yeah. same thing with Iron Fist is. Sort I mean, of you magic and I see it, but combined like with the common man, the right, every right. man, if you will. Yeah, I just I don't know if I see that correlation as much. Uh, I just I hate when a character that is it's it's like if Superman had to fight the last battle against Lex Luthor and it was just a physical confrontation. Yeah, and it took fifteen minutes. Yeah, like no. Superman would just destroy him and he would vaporize him in three <laughs> seconds and be done. Well, he wouldn't, though, because it's not Superman. Sure. He's the. He's Depends the on how angry he's made. That's fair. Uh, there have been things in the comics where he's gotten pretty mad. And Superman does kill villains. That's not a Superman thing. He, he kills the villains that are like big bad really bad threats yeah absolutely he ha- he doesn't normally kill humans yeah he doesn't kill the humans uh, but i don't know i think lex Luthor might be a uh like he's the adult with like kindergartners around him and he's having to fight the kindergartners right like what do you do with that you murder the kindergarten you just tear their head off yeah just vaporize them. and you make you make a statement <laughs> <laughs> 
other kindergartners will fear you, which is basically what happens in some of the some of the Superman lore that like where he lasts for too long and just loses touch with humanity and starts being a little more of a like Dark Knight Returns. Uh, yeah, exactly that stuff. Um, so you know, I I just I just don't really anyway. I just don't like the last episode. More so than I've not liked any of the other final episodes of these series. And I think final episodes of these series have been some of the weakest. Because of that, like, a last battle sequence is hard to choreograph. It's hard to make it make sense. And this one made the least sense to me. It's like this immortal weapon running from a guy, one old man with a gun. Like, just like... Just go take him out. Like Just he, go punch him. We've seen Iron Fist take on an entire room full of men with hatchets. We've seen uh, Iron Fist take on, like, uh, t- with Davos, an entire army of hand soldiers. Oh, yeah, like that That reminds me. Episode 4 in right. the, the hallway with the hatchet men mm-hmm. and the... In the elevator with the hatchet men, like he did so many great, amazing things, and they made that episode so incredible. And his fights were so cool. Yeah, in that one, absolutely. That that one, the fight scenes. Where did that Iron Fist go? Absolutely, that 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 fight scene stood out so much. There was only one other fight scene where they used the split split screen thing again. I forget which one. I think it was with Davos. Was it with Davos? Because I loved that they at least tried for a a style all their own with the split screen. It made it feel comic booky. The color palette was interesting and they went into like like Japanese techno music. Like it was real (laughs) it was real interesting. Um and then they didn't never did that again since episode four. Right, right. I was like what? Anyway, so I obviously don't have a lot of positive things to say about the series. You got anything you want to talk about? I'm just really looking forward to the Defenders, where they can actually show the disparity of character between Danny Rand and the rest of them. Because Danny Rand is great when he is when he finally actually becomes the Iron Fist. Like he's when he becomes an adult and realizes the responsibility that he has to have, and and that he can't just be angry all the time. He just has to do the do the work and help the people. Like once he becomes that person, he's awesome. And I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Me too. I really am looking forward to Defenders. I think, you know, we've had it was 75 we're firing on 75%. Like three of these shows were great. One of them was meh. And so now it's like we're going to bring those all together. Is this kind of the same thing with uh with the Avengers, you know, we talk yeah. about this as if it's yeah. the Avengers. We had four four um, different franchises they were bringing together. Three of the franchises had been really great to that point, and one of them was meh. <laughs> the meh one being the Hulk. Yeah. You know, a lot of people complained that Thor wasn't Thor good. Thor wasn't as strong. And then they complained that uh, Captain America the First Avenger wasn't good. Yeah, those people are they're, dumb. They're wrong, first like, off. Yeah, they're on very... On both counts, they're, but they're very, very wrong. wrong on Captain America. Yeah. Um, I could see. I didn't love Thor the first time I saw it. The first time, like when it was first introduced to me, and I, I still think it has some major problems. It was a perfect Thor intro because it, it just didn't care what you saw in Iron Man. It was just like you know what, this is the fantastical world right. that he lives in. I love the introduction of the world. I love the character of Thor. I really like their like first glimpse of the cosmic universe. Yeah, I love all of that. It was a, it was a great introduction to Thor. The movie itself, with the plot it had, bothered me because I didn't. 
I didn't need him to have a love interest at all. Yeah. And for the Jane Foster stuff to be as important to him as it was when he just like lost his entire family and uh, like he just yeah. he just got dethroned and thinks his father's gonna die and like all this stuff and like the thing that makes him fight at the end is like Loki threatening his girlfriend who he just met and the the sense I got is that he's been a warrior who's been traveling the galaxy on all these different missions meeting different women and different different maidens and different battles and different and this was just to me like the, to me it should have been Thor just like on another world and another girl's in love with him and like sure maybe he can care about her and want the best want like to save her and but like for it to care, matter more than his f- his family falling apart that just was that was real silly to me it did feel like a, a little bit of a rushed relationship between them like if, yeah if it had grown over the course of the film and then into the second film he was just like okay i finally got to tell you this i yeah. uh i need you i if, need you forever if it was now if it was like three movies later and the relationship they have now I could have believed it would have felt earned. Yeah, that time it was like, oh, he hung out with a girl for three days and really had very few conversations with her on screen. He had much more reason to care for Doctor Selvig. They had much more in common. They had a bromance. <laughs> they had, their bromance was real. I would have bought it more if Loki was like, "I will kill him." <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill He's the like, Selvig guy. Don't you dare touch Selvig! Come oh, on, don't come touch. On. Yeah, <laughs> Selvig, just, Selvig was his bro at that point. You know, <laughs> he's more of a brother than you ever were. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. I would have been such a great <laughs> twist if they'd like taken the focus off of her. It just seemed like they were just trying to put a romance in there to make it palatable to romantic audiences or whatever. Yeah. And I just think that's that's gone by the way said they don't really do that anymore. Yeah. These days characters have romantic arcs, but they don't they, most of them feel earned. Yeah, these days. These days. Uh, back then they were like, it's a superhero movie. How can we make the girls interested? Yeah. <laughs> Let's and that's like, no, that's not girls don't all need that and yeah, I don't know. Just silly. Anyway. We've been talking a while so, yeah. about not Iron Fist. Yeah. Iron Fist, good stuff. So yeah, the, we were making the, forward to it. the the comparison for everybody leading into the Avengers, and then these guys leading into right. the Defenders. So there was that one week movie of the Hulk. Yeah, and, and 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 the Hulk went on to be a wonderful member of the team. Yep. yep. So I'm hoping that Defenders will be wonderful after being recast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh man, I hate <laughs> to say it. I just don't want. I, I don't care about. And maybe someone, another actor, could have done something that Finn Jones didn't do to make me care about the character. But I just don't care about the character still. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping Defenders will change that. How many episodes is Defenders supposed to be? Eight. Eight. That's cool. Man, so, we're so lucky. Eight out, like eight hours of really cool, like really awesome defenders. interactions. That's just so cool. Like in uh, like in the trailer where. Um, Matt comes walking in wearing a head wrap almost, and um, Jessica's like, "You look ridiculous," or like, "You look like an idiot," and he's just like, "It's your scarf." Yeah, like that, that. Those interactions are what I live for. Those are incredible. Yeah, it's looking really good. I'm all about it. Looking really, really good. All right, all right, guys. Well, we'll uh, be back tomorrow with some Guardians of the Galaxy. Really excited to bring that to y'all. Volume 2. Oh. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 tomorrow. 
Been waiting for two and a half years. Been so excited all this time. Like, go back and listen to our first episode. That was what started this, was the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's right. Listen to how stupid we were. Yep. We little, learned a lot. Like little babies, knew nothing. Knew nothing. We were like, we can do a <laughs> podcast. Let's talk. Yeah. Uh, I would say we haven't grown very much. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we're really happy to talk to you all tonight. We'll be with you all tomorrow with more Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Until next time, true believers.